Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I am your host, Brett Hill, and today we're talking about raising the dead. No, we're not talking about going out to the graveyards and pulling caskets out of the ground and opening them up and raising bodies. We're talking about raising the spiritually dead because the scripture says that we were once dead in our transgressions and in our sins, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. So as we were once yet sinners, those that are listening that are believers that have accepted Christ, you once were dead in your transgressions and sins. But now Ephesians chapter two, verse five says, you were made alive with Christ even when we were yet dead in our trespasses. And it is by his grace that ye have been saved from your eternal death that was sentenced to you because of our transgressions, because of what Adam did in the garden. So we are raising the dead. When Matthew 28 and 19 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he is giving us the commandment to go out and raise the dead because Jesus constantly told people that they were dead if they were in sin. Their spirit was dead. Jesus spoke spiritually all the time. If you look at Ephesians 5 and 14, Ephesians 5 and 14 says, so it is said, wake up, O sleeper. He's not saying that you're dead physically. Ephesians 5.14 says, Wake up, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Colossians 2 and 13, When you were dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ, and he forgave us all of our trespasses. So, listen, we were all once dead. And that's the good news that we've been made alive with Christ if you have accepted Jesus Christ in your heart. So I want to I take us to a story in the Bible to where the Bible talks about while Jesus was walking with his disciples and he was selecting people and telling people to follow him, he made a statement to someone that just dumbfounded them and they didn't know how to take it. And that's found over in Luke chapter 9. In Luke chapter 9, we're going to start with verse 57, and it says, Now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, But foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man, talking about himself, has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus didn't have a home to call his own home, but he said to another one, Follow me. And this guy said, but Lord, let me go and bury my father first. So you can picture this guy's got an excuse. I'd love to follow you right now, but my father's passed away and I need to go have a funeral. So, but Jesus said, let the dead, listen to this, listen to this verse, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. So, What's Jesus mean by this when he says, let the dead bury their own dead? Well, we made it pretty obvious in Ephesians uh, just a minute ago. Ephesians uh, 2 and 5, 
Jesus made us alive with Christ when we were dead in our trespasses. It is by grace that we have been saved. So in Luke chapter nine, Jesus is saying, let the dead bear their own dead. They don't know him. They've not been made alive in Christ. They, they're not believers. And so they're dead in spirit. That's what he's saying. He's not saying let the bodies come out of the ground and, and get another body that's going into the ground. He's saying let the dead in spirit deal with the dead. You go preach the gospel. We need to take the time out of our life, out of the world that we live in and be separate from this world and go out and preach the gospel that makes people alive. Raise the dead. If they, if If someone receives Jesus Christ in their heart, because you have led them to Christ, you have literally raised the dead, and that's what Christ is talking about here. Now, in several stories in the Bible, Jesus actually did raise a physical dead body back to physical life, but that's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about when someone comes to Christ, they are dead in spirit until Christ comes into their heart and comes in and makes them alive spiritually. And that is our job as Christians to raise the dead. Now I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to take a break and we're going to come right back and pick up on this. This is good stuff. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I'm Brian Chris, lead pastor at River of Life Ministries in Nestle Springs, Tennessee. I want to personally invite you to experience Jesus with us. And we meet every Sunday morning at 10 and 11 a.m. We also meet every Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. for a Bible study. We want you to experience Jesus with us. And we want to invite you to come be with us. 106 Spring Creek Road, Nestle Springs, Tennessee. Like our Facebook page. Also join our community page at River of Life Ministries. Hope to see you there soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. Today, we're talking about raising the dead. No, not the bodies, the physical bodies, but we're talking about raising the dead spiritually and bringing them to life in Christ. And we're going to take up in this segment where we left off. We're talking about Luke chapter 9, where Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You go preach the gospel. We're going to be in... uh, Uh, Hebrews chapter 9 now, and we're going to talk about a death testament. And in verse 15 in Hebrews chapter 9, and for this cause, he is the mediator, talking about Jesus Christ. He is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, the old testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator still lives <clears throat> or still liveth. 
whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and the vessels of the ministry, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Now, right there in the Old Testament, there was constantly had to be death provided for remission of sin. And this testament that Moses was providing was the blood of animals, but we know that Jesus Christ himself replaced all of those sacrifices because the blood of animals could not be a permanent forgiveness for our sins. It was not a perfect sacrifice, and Christ had to come and die on the cross so that we would face our judgment, and it's appointed to man once to die and face judgment, according to the scripture. And so Jesus, again, I'll bring up the same scripture. If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. He drew us into him by faith through him, through his sacrifice. We died on the cross. We paid our penalty through him and our death has already been booked. We've already been judged and penalized, sentenced, and it's been carried out. And our death has already been put in the books. And that is a death through Jesus Christ that our physical body's death for punishment of our sin has already taken place. Our spiritual body's death for sin has already taken place. We do not face that death anymore because Jesus Christ faced that death for us and said, if you will accept my death as your death, you will accept my punishment as your punishment, then you will not have to face that punishment anymore. So through faith, we have already received our punishment and our death. And what, what the scripture is trying to tell us in Ephesians, that we were dead in our sins and dead in our trespasses, and our punishment has already taken place, and we've been made alive because Christ was made alive on the third day when he rose from the grave. Now, because of that, we have to accept his death. This is very important, so listen to me. We have to accept his death in order for us to be made alive in Christ. Let me go back to Ephesians chapter 2. He said, wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. He said in uh, 2 and 5, Jesus made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our trespasses. And it's by his grace that we've been saved. And remember, grace is an unmerited favor that we do not deserve, yet he gave it to us anyway. And now through faith, we are made alive. We've been, ra we've been raised from the dead, just like Jesus Christ was raised from the dead on the third day, and we became one with him and just like he said in the in the scripture, we were grafted into the vine. He said, I am the vine, but ye are the branches. We are part of him now through faith, raised from the dead. Now, I'll go back to Matthew 28 and 19, where he says, go and preach the gospel. It is our job now, 
And I'll use that word again or that phrase again. It's our job now to raise the dead because we have been given the good news. We have been given the authority to do exactly what he did to us. What he did to us is he raised us from the dead. We were yet dead in our trespasses, and now we have been made alive with Christ. We've been resurrected spiritually. We've already had a spiritual resurrection. Yes, we've got another resurrection coming later on. We've got a physical body where the scripture says that the dead in Christ will rise first. He's talking about the body will come out of the ground to meet him in the air. But we've already faced a spiritual resurrection because of Jesus Christ bringing us into him when he was made alive on the third day and our spirit was made alive by through faith, receiving him into our heart, just like the scripture says. So I'm going to stop right there. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and pick this up. So don't go anywhere. Hello, everyone. I just want to encourage you to find a church where God is moving and find a way to get tied into that church. It's important for every Christian to be involved in corporate worship. So if you don't have a home church and you're not near the ones that we're advertising on our program on a regular basis, seek out a good God-fearing Christian-based, Bible-believing church and start attending church and get involved in your local church. God will bless you for it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. We are talking about raising the dead, and we've been made alive with Christ through faith in him that his sacrifice on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection was our death, burial, and resurrection through faith, and now we are alive in him. And I'm going to continue in Hebrews chapter 9, and we're going to read verse 22 again. <clears throat> Almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. We talked about the blood of goats and sheep and lambs and dove and, and things like that. They could never be a good enough sacrifice for forgiveness of sin. So there had to be another lamb. There had to be a better sacrifice. Now let's look at verse 24. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So he didn't go into the temple made by man. He, when he was resurrected from the grave that Sunday morning, and he was the firstborn of the spirit, he ascended into heaven and he sat down on the right hand of, of the father. And he's eternally sitting there as our eternal high priest, as the perfect sacrifice with his blood being the perfect blood, the perfect sacrifice for the remission of sins. And the Bible says that he's forever, forever interceding with, with the Father on our behalf because we've been made alive through him and we're now grafted into him. And he's the one that talks to the Father and says, that one is mine. That one right there has been covered by my blood. That one right there has received me in their heart through faith. They've been made alive in my spirit. That one's mine. Satan can't have him. So if we look, Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands. He's appeared in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer 
himself often as the high priest entered in the holy place every year with blood from other animals. But he, he offered himself. He suffered since the foundation of the world. But now one time, once in the end of the world, he appeared to put away sin by sacrificing himself. And it's appointed unto men once to die. We mentioned this earlier in the last segment. It's appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. Now, so many people take that particular verse and they say, see there, I told you we've all got to die. This is not what he's talking about, physical death. He's talking about spiritual death that we face a spiritual judgment for what we've done. And Christ has given us a death. He has, he has died on our place. And this scripture right here says that it is appointed unto men once to die. And we have died. If you have received Christ in your heart, let me tell you something. Your death has taken place because your old man is dead. Paul has wrote that the old man is dead and I've been, I have been raised with Christ and now I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. So if you don't have any hope today, if you are scared of what your future is going to look like, if you are scared of what you're going to face when you leave this world, let me give you some good news because the good news of Jesus Christ is if you accept him in your heart, as Lord and Savior, and accept His sacrifice on that cross as your penalty for sin and your judgment for the sins that you've committed, then your judgment for those sins is over with in Christ. And it is appointed unto you once to die and face the judgment. And that judgment has been taken place and Christ took your beating. He took your punishment. He took your penalty. And he took your death sentence and he died in your place so that you would not have to. Now, that's the good news. And we have been uh, given the great commission to go out and share this news and raise people from the dead and let them know that they do not have to stay dead in their sins anymore and we can be made alive in Christ, regenerated, a new creature in Christ, resurrected spiritually, just like Jesus was. And the old man that we once were will be dead. It will already be dead. It's appointed to man wants to die. When you receive Christ, the old man is dead. The new man is alive forevermore and been he's already been judged. He's already been penalized and sentenced and everything's in the past in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but if if every bad thing that I've ever done in my life, I would never have to pay a penalty for it again. And everything that God could hold against me, every wrongdoing, every time I've missed the mark, that he would never punish me for that again. And I could find myself a way to never have to face a punishment for my mistakes. I would be diving on my knees right now asking for a way to get that. And listen, I am giving you that good news you can be resurrected and raised from the dead right now through faith in Jesus Christ. So verse 28, Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him, he will appear the second time without sin unto salvation. He's coming back for those who have received him in, his, in their heart 
and he's going to take us to heaven where he is. He said, when I go away, I'll prepare a place for you and I will come back again so that you can be where I am. I want to give you that good news today. If you have not received Jesus Christ in your heart, you have the opportunity to not have to pay the eternal penalty for the sins you have committed, the sins that you was born in. Listen, if you are living like a saint and not committed any bad thing and you've walked a perfect life, it's still not good enough because you was born into sin. But Jesus Christ can wipe that away from you right now. That's the good news. And you can be raised from the dead. I want to tell you how you can do that. The Bible says in Romans that you can confess with your mouth that you believe the story that I just got through telling you. You believe the scripture, the good news of Christ, that you can confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over your life, that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you believe that his sacrifice is your sacrifice, that you believe that his penalty, his death was your death, and that you also believe what the scripture says that when he rose again on the third day, the first firstborn of the spirit, that ye also can rise from the dead spiritually and be made alive in Christ. If you believe those things in your heart, the Bible says you can confess those things with your mouth and believe with your heart. And Jesus Christ will come into your heart and make all things new and your old man will be dead and you'll be resurrected spiritually and be made alive in Christ and be of the firstborn of the Spirit just like he was. I want to pray with you, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner, and I need a Savior, and I need you to come into my heart and make all things new, just like the scriptures and the words and the, the message that I've just heard right now on this podcast. Lord, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ did die on that cross for my sins, and die on that cross for my penalty and my punishment. And I accept him as my penalty and my punishment. And I accept him as my savior right now. And I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart and make all things new and resurrect my spirit from the dead. And I receive you as Lord and savior right now in the name of Jesus. Friends, if you prayed that prayer, Jesus Christ by faith has come into your heart and he's gonna make everything new in your life and you need to start reading the word of God. You need to start attending a church. Get with other believers. Let him renew your mind. The scripture says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that has to take place through the word of God. You need to read the scripture and let the spiritual words on those papers jump off of those papers and get into your spirit and change your heart and change the way you think. It will change the way you live and your life will get better. Things will happen that you didn't think could happen before because now you've got Jesus Christ fighting in your corner. Praise the Lord. I thank you for tuning in today. If you've received Christ in your heart, if this message has blessed you, please email us and let us know so we can pray and rejoice with you. Holding fast to faith at outlook.com. That's holding fast to faith, not the number two, but T-O, the word to, holding fast to faith at outlook.com. Let us know you've received Christ in your heart and let us know that this, this podcast has been a blessing to you. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you again next time.
Hello, my name is Pastor Jonathan Blazer, pastor of the White Oak Grove Church of God. One person said, church is not something you go to, it's a family you belong to. At our church, we believe in family, and we want to invite you and your family to join us and be a part of our family at the White Oak Grove Church of God. Our service times are Sunday school at 10 a.m., morning worship 11 a.m., Sunday evening services at 6 p.m., and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Come be a part of our family. God bless.